Welcome to the Reinvest Podcast, a podcast that is based on building confidence for you to manage your personal finances and the ministry finances that you've been entrusted with. Welcome back to the Reinvest Podcast. Uh, me and Chris Compton are talking today about um, 2021 uh, savings resolutions. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, why it's important to to set savings goals for yourself throughout the year. So Chris, let's talk a little bit about um, some savings goals that are just practical things that, you know, you should look at at the first of each year. Well, it's good to be back and to uh, talk through some financial goals for 2021. Uh, uh, we just came through one of the craziest years of, uh, my life. And I think that it really probably, uh, at least I hope so, has caused a lot of people to think about uh, this and more at the forefront of their mind as they enter 2021 about, you know, making sure their financial house, if you will, is in, is in order and they are uh, preparing for, for the future and what may lie ahead, you know, there's so many things that can come up in a person's life that can uh, cause uh, issues or struggles within a family, you know, with finances. And so it's important to, I think, create some goals uh, for that. And one of the things that I think, you know, that's, it's important uh, as you think about it is to budget forward and create a plan, you know, to, to stick with. And uh, I think by just, you know, just at least looking at it and knowing, okay, this is how much money, you know, I, I got coming in. This is how much money that's uh, already accounted for that's going out with bills for my house payment, my insurances, uh, utility bills, etc. This is what I have left over. And that may, and I think that helps you, you know, visualize, okay, this is where I have to save. And it may, People may look at it and you, you realize, well, I don't have as much to save. Then it may cause you to think, well, where can I create some room? Because we, we all need to be, you know, saving uh, for, for the future, saving for um, rainy days and things like that. You know, looking at uh, your debt uh, and figuring out, uh, I think a good goal is to, you know, what what debt do I need to be paying down and work in what uh, areas of savings am I not currently, especially, uh, you know, having a emergency savings fund. Uh, if, if a person doesn't have that, I think that's a kind of a good goal to start at. And I think, I think 2020 has really highlighted that not just in, in like the people who, had emergency savings to fall back on, but the people who didn't have emergency savings to fall back on, uh, you know, you had a lot of people that, you know, when the government uh, shut down non-essential businesses, a lot of people got laid off and you had unemployment spike up, you know, in, into the millions. Uh, you had a lot of people that they had nowhere else to turn. Like they, they were, we had to do those stimuluses. We had to do those things because people just didn't have anywhere else to go. And even with those, um, you saw a lot of people that 
ended up getting into financial trouble and things. And if it wasn't for just like either, you know, getting advances on credit cards or, or things like that, they wouldn't have any type of incomes to be able to, to survive during, during those types of times. Now I'm hoping that we don't run through anything like that again in the future. Um, but it's one of those things where you, when you have something like that, you kind of see where the weak spots are in, um, your financial picture and, and how you've, um, you know, set yourself up. And so I think that's, you know, emergency funds, uh, future savings, the things like that have really become like a four, uh, front kind of an idea again. Um, you know, it's always been one of those things where a good financial plan, you had those things in place. You always start saving for your emergency fund first and then everything else after that. But it's really, um, with this event, with this pandemic, it, we've really seen a reinvigoration of people looking at, all right, so what do I need to do to actually get started with that? Um, you know, if you were one of the people that were affected by, you know, either getting laid off or I know for a lot of like ministries and stuff, you, your people in your church would have got laid off. And so that would have affected the overall uh, outcome of what the, the church ministry could do as well. And so even churches need to have, uh, you know, some type of emergency savings uh, set up just, just for things like that. You know, we, we rely on our people. Uh, but we want our people to be in good financial s- uh, shape to be able to weather storms like that. But our churches need to have that same uh, mentality when it comes to their finances of being able to weather storms of things where, you know, you, you never know what happens uh, if you had a catastrophic event at just your church, you know, how would you recover from it and stuff. And so, you know, thinking about things a little bit further down the road, uh, so that your ministry doesn't, you don't have one bad accident or one bad event and then your ministry ceased to exist. And so I think, you know, getting that, um, you, we're always looking for those little positives to come out of like negative situations. And so if, if this pandemic causes people to refocus on their financial outlook and how they prepare for financial situations that will arise in the future, then I I think that could be a positive moving forward to put people in a better financial position and stuff. And so, um, you know, if you've, if you've not started saving for something, then I would, I would highly recommend start saving for, uh, your emergency fund. Uh, the financial advisors will say, you know, three to six months worth of expenses is what you're really trying to have saved. Uh, a lot of people think about all the expenses that they have and they think, man, that's a huge number, but you, you really need to look at it as in, uh, it's not all your wants. It's just your needs that you're saving for, because if you end up losing your job or having some event that happens, you're not, you're probably not going to keep your cable. You're probably not going to keep your Netflix, uh, subscription. You know, those are things you can cut. Um, but what you're really looking at is your mortgage payment. Your, if you have a car payment, any debt payments, uh, you, you're basically looking at the things that you can't just cut away and the things that you're going to be stuck with. And so, um, you know, food and things like that, those are the important necessities that you have to cover. And so that's what, 
when we're talking about three to six months worth of expenses, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, um, you know, the things that you couldn't just call and cancel if you lost your job. Um, you know, you can call and cancel cable and your phone and things like that. Um, but it, it's one of those things where, you know, you're not going to be able to just call and cancel your mortgage payment or your car payment or any debt and stuff that you have. So that's what we're talking about when we say three to six months. And so, you know, if you've not started doing that, then find you a, an interest bearing savings account that pays, um, you know, as much as it possibly can, I wouldn't spend, wouldn't spend weeks looking for one, but you know, you have a few out there that are, you know, paying half a percent or something like that. And so, um, you know, investing, investing your emergency fund and that kind of stuff, because you, you want it to be in an account that's quickly accessible if you needed it. Uh, so you don't want it to have it. You don't want to have it in like an investment account where it's going to be tied to the market or something like that, but you want it to be, um, kind of in a, something that's going to give you, cause you're going to leave it sitting there. So you want it to pay some interest. Uh, you're just not looking for the most interest that you could get. And so, you know, find an account like that. Usually I like to find something that's got um, online access to where you could do a quick transfer, you know, from your phone or something like that. Uh, that just saves some hassle of having to actually go or, or really think about it. You could do it in the middle of the night if you wanted to. And so, you know, those type of things are, usually a positive when you're when you're trying to set up some kind of account like that when i was going through this and our family <laughs> figuring out you know, okay how do we get to the next level you know we had emergency fund but how do we get to that three to six months uh, a couple of things i think it's important uh just to add to, to look at you know you know you've figure out what's the stuff you have to have. But, you know, if you lose a job, cause that's where your emergency savings, I mean, obviously if you have need to buy a new refrigerator or a stove or things like that, those are things, expenses that come up. That's, you know, anywhere from $700,000 or more that, you know, that you need to have that fund for, but the mercy fund is also for if, if you lose a job. And so when you're thinking about, okay, well, how much are my true actual expenses and necessities? You know, if you lose a job, if you have health insurance to your job, then you, you got to think, okay, that's an ad expense that probably currently don't have, or at least not the full weight of it. You know, what, what's that going to look like post, you know, uh, not having a job. And so, that's things to, you know, consider in when you're trying to figure out that number and, you know, three to six months, um, I would think would say that, you know, as you look at between you and if, if you're married, your spouse, you know, uh, how, how stable is, is, is your jobs? You know, if you feel good, you got two person income and both of your jobs, you know, feel like, you know, are pretty, pretty stable. Uh, you know, you may not have to have the full six months, you know, if, uh, if you, you know, if, if it's something like, well, you, you, you just don't know one of them may not be as stable or in, in a area that, you know, could, I could, you know, lose the prospect of a job. And so you may, you know, save more. And, uh, just, uh, the last thing I would say about the emergency savings is, uh, just leave it for emergency savings. Uh, you know, you build up this work, you do the effort and 
make the sacrifices, build up the three to six months of emergency savings, and you have this money in an account that maybe you've never had before. And then, you know, it can be, you know, tempting to want to use it to, for, for something else. Uh, and so I would just say resist that habit and or resist, not the habit, but resist that inclination rather and uh, save it for true emergencies. Ask yourself before you dip into that, is this a true emergency? Uh, can I use, you know, other funds or, you know, current income to take care of this to, so that you can always have that emergency savings when you need it. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that people forget is like an emergency isn't an emergency. If you saw it coming for a long time, like there's a lot of people who are like, Oh, my car is going out but you've known that your car, it wasn't like you woke up one day and your car was dead. It was like, Oh, we had these issues on the car and we just didn't fix them or whatever. And then now it's time for us to, now it has one out, but you've known about it for a long time. Um, you know, those are things that when you see them coming down the road, and you know, you're going to have to do something about it. Then you can start saving as soon as you see it coming down the road. And so, uh, you kind of get a head start on, you know, getting, getting funds up for those type of things. So a lot of people will wait until something actually does break or goes out uh, completely. And then they're like, Oh, well now it's an emergency and I got to use my emergency fund and stuff. Well, and then if you have an actual emergency that happens later on, then you've already tapped into your funds and stuff. And so, um, you know, if you see, if you see like, Oh, well we're starting, our roof is, um, you know, 25 years old, well, you know, the chances of it being an emergency at that point in time is, is not, is not really true because your roof is 25 years old. So you knew that it was going to have to be replaced. And so you, you have long-term savings goals. And so for things like that, you, you can have money set aside, you know, a little bit at a time to, pay for those things as, as they're going to come up because you know, they're going to happen. It's not like, Oh, well, I thought that roof was going to last forever. Everybody knows that stuff wears out and you have to replace it. And so, um, you don't, don't, don't make everything an emergency when it doesn't have to be. Um, the, it will, it will help you a lot with your stress level. If you, if you plan ahead, um, some research that they've done, they've shown that, people that have uh, emergency funds and they have money set aside, even if it's not a lot of money set aside, their stress level is much lower than people who have nothing, no cushion at all. And so, uh, and it same, same goes for people who are, who basically live in paycheck to paycheck, you know, their stress level is much higher because if something happens to that source of income, even for a week, um, you know, they're, they're stuck. They don't have anywhere else to turn. But, you know, when you, when you build those cushions in, then it makes it a whole lot easier for you to be like, okay, well, if, if, you know, we miss payday or something like that, or we weren't able to get uh, the hours in this week that we needed to get paid or whatever, then, uh, you know, you, you've got that little buffer that, you know, you don't have to stress about, you know, are we going to be able to eat this weekend or whatever. So, you know, having that, it helps, you know, physically and mentally as well, uh, just to keep you a little saner and keep you a little, um, 
more at ease when it comes to to having to deal with you know just the everyday life uh, situations that arise. So to to kind of sum up, uh, I know we've been talking about emergency funds uh, for a little while now. So just kind of sum up kind of the things that you know we would highlight as to where you needed to start and how you needed to to get you know on this track. I think the first thing to do would be to set up your savings account. So finding an account uh, that pays you some interest um, that lets you, you know, put some money aside either directly from your paycheck or being able to draft it out of your checking account or whatever. Um, I would say if you could do it straight from your paycheck, that would probably be the fastest and easiest way to make sure that you don't overspend what you're trying to save. Um, there's a lot of banks out there. A lot of the online banks would be a, a good place to start. Uh, your local bank may have something too. So, I mean, you could check with them as well. Um, it, and it could be as simple as just, uh, setting up, you know, just, a one with your checking account, uh, a savings account, wherever you have your checking account and just having it put in there for the time being, but set it up. Uh, start small, start with the goal of, you know, we want to get, uh, you know, $500 into an account and then from there build up to, you know, whatever your goal is, but, you know, set a goal of, I want to have $500 in my account by the end of, you know, five weeks or something like that. And so, and that may be too low for you. You may be able to do way more than that, but, you know, set some type of goal that's reasonable and then set you some road markers for knowing, you know, all right, I want to do this in four weeks or I want to do this in three weeks or I want to do this in two weeks or, you know, five months or whatever, but set those out so that it's not a goal that kind of is out there, but you don't have really guideposts to get there. Um, that'll help keep you on track and help to keep you building uh, your emergency fund as you need to go. Uh, I think, I think it's something like, 64% of Americans couldn't cover a thousand dollar emergency if it uh, came up. It's, I know it's a really high number. Uh, and so you, you might just set a goal for a thousand dollars by, you know, six months or something like that. And then just, you know, work towards that goal. But I think those, those would be my, my starting suggestions if you have nothing right now currently uh, to get started and, and just start small and work from there. Yeah. Get started. And, uh, I think it'll help you rest, be more at peace and, and don't let that you reach your goal of a $500 or a thousand, uh, celebrate it, but don't let that be your end goal, you know, get to your three to six months, uh, expenses wherever you fall, fall in that, that category and uh, you get there again, don't, don't let that stop you from saving, uh, continue to save, save for the uh, other expenses you may have come up. And, uh, and that, I think that will allow you to rest easier. I will say too, that once you get, once you get started, if you can make it a habit and just make it automatic, um, you know, we live in a world now where you can basically automate anything. And so if you can just make your savings automatic, it makes your life a whole lot easier. You don't have to think about it. You, you could just set it up. You know, you, you spend, you know, you could re really spend 
you know, 15 minutes a month or so setting up your automations to run everything and just, and just do that and be done. And you just know at night, okay, I know everything's running like it's supposed to. And I just need to check it at the end of the week to make sure that what I told it to do, it did. And so most local banks or any banks, you know, if, you do online banking, you can go in and set up a transaction, automatic transaction. To, if you have a check, you take it from a checking, put it in my savings and I do that. Yeah. And so it's pretty, pretty seamless. And if, if you have a payroll department at your office or at wherever you work, um, you know, they can set it up so that the payroll goes directly into your savings as well. Uh, which takes another step out of it so that you don't even have to worry about it. Your payroll department does it for you. Um, if you, if you don't have payroll and you're, you're just getting, you know, a paper check, then you have to do a little more work, but it's still not that much to be able to just deposit it and then have it automatically go, you know, where you want it. Well, I appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. I hope what we've talked about today has uh, been helpful for you. Uh, we, we've stuck with, uh, with emergency funds more for this episode. The next episode, we'll talk a little bit about retirement savings, uh, in our, on our course of, um, savings for the new years and getting things set up. Um, we'll touch on, you know, kind of what the limits are for the year and things like that, but, uh, kind of where to get started with that as well. So, Uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, If we can help you in any way, please feel free to contact us. Our contact information is on the, on the website. Uh, But if we can help you in any way, just let us know. Thank you for listening to the reinvest podcast. For more information, please visit our website at reinvestfwb.com. Please subscribe to the reinvest podcast through Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Google play, and more.